Hello and welcome to Under the Floodlights. This week on the show we're back from the international break and it's a big weekend if you like watching teams draw. Jordan Pickford ends Liverpool's hopes of retaining their title in the Merseyside derby. Gareth Bale comes off the bench to inspire a famous Spurs collapse on his return to the league. Fulham get their first point of the season but uh, they're probably still down. Arsenal lose away from home to a big 16 as per usual and three grown adults discuss a Leipzig sweatshirt conspiracy. All of this on the first weekend of the Premier League's new pay-per-view model. My name's Darren Scott and I'm joined again with Bailey Hutchison, Chris Ringland. Guys, welcome back. Nice week off. Yeah. What a week. Um, yeah. Uh, should, should, we, should we congratulate Northern Ireland for getting three? Or Northern Ireland and Scotland, Chris. We've got two big well, nations for us, both of them getting through well, on penalties. Well, I mean, Great to well, see. Well, we could congratulate Scotland, but we're not going to. Um, so. I, I say as well, they're great to see when one of us in this podcast definitely did not see what had gone on there and to watch any international football. No, no, I thought the best thing about the, the break was the fact that I didn't watch a single ball get kicked for the last <laughs> week. Um, I thought that was the best thing about it. You know, I have more time to, you know, look at look around me, look at the loved ones in my life, dedicate <laughs> some of my time to them. Um <laughs> It was good. It was good, and now and now we're back into you know the more the more Proper toxic football. yeah the more toxic well stuff. indeed yeah. so we are yeah, there was a bit going on this weekend so there was just just a tiny bit just a few things happened a few things it happened hurt. I guess probably the the main place to start was was the first game and that was the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday um, between Liverpool and Everton or Everton <laughs> Liverpool I should say Merseyside Derby and Everton are top of the league um, what were your you, thoughts on that game the goal was literally not offside. <laughs> just um, going up the deep end Chris I mean, I mean like so like you, you know way like VAR is like exact like it says it's offside or it's not offside offside's offside I'm, I'm not joking it literally wasn't offside like well, e- even with the margins it actually wasn't well um, I would trust see, the computer it's <laughs> well indeed yeah. yeah listen I think the big thing with with VAR and it's not exclusive to this game and you know I watched it as a Liverpool fan and I didn't get too bothered about the offside decision there are other VAR decisions that perhaps annoyed <laughs> me a bit more um, the, the annoying thing about VAR and we've said this time and time again it's just with um, with offsides it's still a human being tapping the screen and there will still be human error and I don't know if there was or wasn't for the Sadio Mane goal but there's an argument that says if they're going to get decisions wrong from a human error point of view, which is natural and will happen. There's an argument that says you may as well just let the Linos do it. Um, but yeah, we've always said on this podcast, and I don't change my mind now, offside's offside. Yes, and according to the, the new laws... Correct. Uh, must new make laws. sure it's not a rule, it's a law. It's a law. That the shirt sleeve is where we pick it up from, the T-shirt. Is. And that's, that's where they did. Yuri Mina tucked his backside in. I think it's mm. offside. Can't actually see a lot of Yerry Mina as well because of where they take the line from. That's good. <laughs> um, and if we want to go, you know, dig down the conspiracy rabbit hole, two frames too late that photo, but okay. Well, I was oh, going to yeah. say, there's a, there's a lot of times you'll see the replay and you, you, you can't actually see who kicked the ball in, no. that, in that frame. So no. Jordan but Henderson's I, probably yeah. big into that. Yeah. I don't think anyone's told him that bit yet. I, think, I would worry if they do. Well, I liked Ancelotti's reaction to it at the end he just sort of yes. laughed i think he sort of knew it was maybe a little bit of a controversial one he was just like yeah just like saying it's offside <laughs> i like that yeah. from carlo yeah carlo's hey. seen pretty much everything in the game i you think even that was that was a bit new for him you can't hate the guy and that's kind of annoying from an everton manager it's, i do <laughs> like him he, he is likable hey how you see the laws of football mm-hmm. and the laws of the game right yes Hey, the 
like, who changes that? And and really, the sub question under that is, if you don't do something that apparently the laws have been changed, who's really going to know? Like, who's really going to be checking <laughs> that you haven't done the only raise the flag at the like? Who's who? But what's going to happen if you don't do that? Really? Well. I don't know. The, the first part of your question there as to who changes the laws, I don't know. They, they're maskless, or they're well, masked indeed. faces. They're, they're they, all in jail. They hide, all behind, they hide behind anonymity. The second part of your question is, um, what happens? Um, nothing. They're, they aren't held responsible <laughs> for incorrect decisions or anything. If you look in, there's a law in the in the FA's book of, of laws. Um, <laughs> it states in that that the referees are not held accountable for decisions yeah. that are incorrect that then have a knock-on effect on the result of the game. So they can do whatever they want, Chris. Mm. They can do but whatever they want. Yeah. But your second thing there as well, I think what you're, what you're thinking is just turn the game into complete anarchy. Like we're just going to have a purge out there, which Ugh. at one point in the game we almost did see a bit of a purge. Had one Liverpool player been deemed onside, we would have seen <laughs> Jordan Pickford dropkick someone mm. in... Yeah professional wrestling style yeah i mean pickford will we'll gloss over it because technically it was offside and therefore didn't happen but didn't cover himself in glory with that probably should have well, saved it anyway pickford. it's the fact that it's pickford isn't it you know like it's it could have it, it could have been anyone to injure van dyke to that extent it could have been anyone in the league yet it was jordan pickford yeah, yeah. had to be like, had to be and he showed remorse allegedly when spoke to Jordan Henderson well, at the end of the game and oh, right. was very apologetic and to be honest any beef well, that any beef that Liverpool fans have if they're aiming that beef at Pickford I think it's the wrong place to do it it's not his fault that ball it's been a moment of madness you know what Pickford's brain's like that ball's <laughs> come bouncing Van Dijk's gone through and he flies out and he just throws his body at this at Virgil van Dijk and um, it's not Pickford's fault that he's like this the question is why is that not a red card? Well, one good thing here about the situation is it happened while he was at Everton and not on England duty. Had he been on England duty, that probably, that probably would have been completely fine. We would have all, we would have all had to put our arm around Jordan, a la Jimmy Redknapp and Harry Maguire. You know, you have to you have to start thinking about the man, but he's at Everton, so we can slate him. No idea what's going on in that man's head. Yeah, Wild. it's <laughs> the worst challenge of the season by far. Uh, Oh, and there was a f- um, there was another one in the game, and that's, that's yeah, saying that, quite a bit. Oh, yeah. the Richardson. Yeah, the Richardson one wasn't good um, as well, but I think the Pickford one. It's up there. Uh, he's gotten away with it, I think, based on the fact he's a goalkeeper, and there seem to be different rules or different laws yeah. for for goalkeepers and what they're allowed to do. Anybody batting around the old, well, it happened and he was offside and the whistle went, that's a load of nonsense, quite frankly. <laughs> Richarlison was sent off after a tackle made after the whistle had blown. And again, didn't watch the game because I don't watch international football, but I'm led to believe Reese James was sent off after the full-time whistle had gone last week. So the game was over yeah, for, and he saw red. For a bit of chirp. Yeah, yep. so if you're telling me that the reason Pickford can't be sent yeah. off is because Virgil van Dijk was offside, that's a nonsense. Anybody who's played any level of sport, anyone who knows anything about the human body, when you see that still of van Dijk's knee bending the wrong way, <laughs> you know that's a horror challenge. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah sure, you know, uh, the, the one, week, they got the goal after the final whistle, so, you know, and come. Yeah, the game was finished, but no, I quite enjoyed I seen someone on Twitter today saying if he does that in the street, you know, he'd be arrested for assault. And, so, and <laughs> someone said, 
well, he did. Well, he didn't did it on the football pitch, and I was just like, I am. I could imagine Jordan Pickford doing that in the street if he wasn't a professional footballer. You know, <laughs> WKD's into him on a Saturday night. I could see Jordan Pickford flying in like that. Yeah, it was a <laughs> wild challenge, and I guess yeah. you know, frustration, red card, no red card. It's irrelevant. You know, it was going to happen either way, and the outcome is now that Liverpool's best defender is likely not going to play another game this season. Wild. Um, and that's going to be the big issue for Liverpool. Wild. They sold Dejan Lovren in the summer. Liverpool have two fit senior centre-backs currently, who now will have to play pretty much every Premier League game, every Champions League game, uh, from now until the end of the season. And that's where... No sympathy. No, I know. I, I, I completely agree, I think. Liverpool have been fortunate the past couple of years. Big players haven't gotten injured. Front three have stayed fit. Mm. It's happened to everybody else. Last year, Man City lost Laporte. They lost Sané and struggled to keep up in the title mm. race. Yep. It, it's very much likely that, that Liverpool will struggle this year now because of that. They've lost their best defender and they've also lost their best attacking threat from set pieces. Um, and they've also got that bloke with spaghetti arms and nets at the moment. So <laughs> that doesn't help either. Um well, it's, yeah. got, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine because either Everton or Aston Villa are gonna win the league anyway. So mm. wouldn't worry. Well, well, indeed. Kazoo, um, yeah, yeah, Kazoo Premier yeah. League. <laughs> Dominic Calvert Lewin cannot oh, stop. He can't DCL. stop. He can't yeah. stop. Like it doesn't Absolutely. matter where he is at Everton, no, home yeah. away, international duty. Cannot stop putting the ball in the no. back of the net. What just a player! Put it up in the air. A guy jumps high. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, just, he's just got that great time in there. Like he almost freezes. It's mm. fantastic. He does. I yeah. have to say, like a big a big part of that is I don't think he gets enough recognition, even though he's had quite a ridiculous career of already playing for PSG, Barcelona, and Roma. But Lucas Digne, Ding Ding Ding, however you <laughs> Good French. Um, absolute <laughs> class act. What a player. Um he like I like he wasn't as good as this at the start of his Everton career, but he is comfortably the best left back in the league now. Rumors, yeah, that, rumors that he's a big red. Probably is. Is there uh, another one of these has like the you'll never walk he alone tattoo? As far as I'm aware, he's got you'll never walk alone tattooed in his chest. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> big red. On his chest? Yeah. He's French? That doesn't affect where he can yeah. get tattoos. Well, you'd think French that he would care came through more the Barca about Academy. Lille or whatever, yeah. Um, yeah, so listen, it was, a, it was a tough game for Liverpool. I think the ramifications of it. Uh, knocking on aren't good for the rest of their season. Um, do you think they're uh, going to win the league, Darren? Liverpool? Mm-hmm. No, not now. No. Interesting. Who do you think will? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't. I honestly couldn't call it. I think Liverpool, um, with losing Van Dijk, is a huge loss. Allison needs to get fit, and one of Liverpool's biggest strengths is um, how strong they are at Anfield, and with no crowds. Mm. Yeah. that's not as big of a factor. So I think you take all those things away, it's probably not the best. Um, City are playing good football. Um, and it's just a weird well, season. People are picking right. up points all over the place. Um, yeah, no one's good. No, well, something we'll, we'll get on to is, you know, currently the, the teams are averaging the most number of goals per game in any Premier League season. And the weird thing about it is they're also averaging the least number of shots per game yep. in Premier League history. So it doesn't make any sense as to why this is happening other than, well, everyone just must be terrible at defending. It's just yeah. games of FIFA. Yeah, game. it's just, yeah. it's end to end. Um, uh, just one last thing I wanted to bring up about mm-hmm. um, the, the Merseyside derby. Um, Alan at defensive midfield. Seven or eight fouls before he got booked. 
No, I like well, that. Well, you know, I like it's that. reputation. Yeah, it's complete yeah. reputation. There are players in this league. Yeah. If you can go and file people Absolutely. six, seven, eight times a game before you pick up a yellow card, you're a valuable asset in this Absolutely. league. Absolutely, that's a, like he would he would make it at Burnley. Yeah, so would, like that kind of <laughs> just Deitch stalwart. In can there. you imagine what Deitch would do to have him in his side? <laughs> like the amount of nil nils would be great. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You said at the beginning of the one of the episodes early on in the podcast, Billy, you talked about a guy who he's a guy who's happy to have his name on the VAR screen. I think you're absolutely, you know, you're absolutely just, right. You know, see if he can get a ref to walk over to the screen. He sat there smiling, yeah. going, "Bit of attention here," because he doesn't score goals. No, so oh, he needs oh, his attention. Never. No, he needs attention elsewhere. So if oh, he yeah. can have his name on that screen with a possible red card misconduct mm. oh. and, then, and then get away with it and then yeah, right. get away with it and, and the longer the time period that decision mm-hmm. takes oh the better what a guy yeah <laughs> um but listen uh, you know i think we should probably move on to the um i would say probably the biggest story of the weekend um i nearly missed this well you i did, did miss nearly it. miss this so west ham tottenham indeed um, <laughs> do we want to, you know, for context, 45 seconds into the game, Spurs <laughs> go 1 0 up. Uh, 15 minutes later, they're 3 0 up. And West Ham. At which point, I turn off. Yes, at, I, at this point, West, West Ham are getting their eyes sucked yep. out. <laughs> I had a worst case scenario in my head. I was sat there going, this Spurs team are going to win the league. Mm. I had it I was like, this is going to finish 7 or 8 0 today. Jose Mourinho is going to win the league with Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> and I had to turn it off. So anyway, we get to 80-something uh, minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. West Ham get one back. Yeah. And then oh, you start yeah. to feel it happening. Then there's no goal and it's 3-2. Yeah. And then last kick of the game, Lanzini rifles the equaliser into the top corner. Um, and, I mean, we're all in a couple of different group chats. They all kind of went <laughs> a bit wild with people lit up not really believing what they were seeing. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I can only imagine what was going through your head. Um, I, I mean, I was audibly... Um, I, yeah, lots of movies <laughs> were, were, were made. Uh, I wasn't even watching it with anyone. I was watching it on my own. Um, and went absolutely nuts. Um, I, yeah. You see, hilariously, in a group chat just before the game, um, you know, people were like, oh, wh- why are West Ham so average? You know, like they were asking me. And I was like, look, there's all these players who never perform, even though they have the potential to. And I was telling them that Manuel Lanzini was meant to start for Argentina in the World Cup behind Messi. Until he like broke his knee, and he's never been the same player since. And I actually used the word terrible, um, and I <laughs> love the honesty. Hold to that. I completely hold to that. He has been terrible for two. People think he's really good because of our um, last season up in Park with Payet. Um, he hasn't been good since. Uh, but oh my days, that strike! Um, it doesn't. It just doesn't get any better than that. Well, and funny, it Spurs as well. Yeah, we're not a stats podcast, no. but. I seen today the the expected goal value of that strike was not point not one, the lowest you uh, can potentially get. Well, I know we're not about that, and that's completely yeah. meaningless. What, but yeah, what, again, right. just outlines how wild it was for him to even think I'll have a go here. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those goals, and we talk about this every week. Not all goals being equal. That is an under the floodlights goal. That's that, our yes. type of that, that technique outside of the foot, curling away, top corner with the last kick. Yes. To earn your your team a point and a famous comeback, that is an under the yep. floodlights goal. Yes. 
Now, what people actually don't realize is that the goal wouldn't have happened unless, now you might notice it when you watch it, Angelo Ogbonna takes <laughs> out Harry Winks. Now, he takes him out in a way that's like, he doesn't like take him out, take him out, but he, he just does enough. Just subtly. Mm. Yes. So Darren Moore in the Sky Sports studio afterwards, the former West Brom manager, he just said, you know, maybe, maybe that's a foul. You know, maybe it's a foul. Soonest immediately comes in with, you've gone soft. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to be fair, the ref wouldn't have seen that because if you watch it back as well, the ref has to duck <laughs> out of the way because the ref's terrified of, of getting in the way of this fantastic moment. Yeah, it's hilarious indeed. watching the ref just like complete hunchback going, please don't hit me, please mm. don't hit me. Yeah, And, but, and the uh, thing yeah. is as well, even if they were to look at that incident by Obama, they're never going to overturn that because the Premier League is a product and they will want that <laughs> as a marketing concept. Like yeah. that, They will have gone wild this week with the stuff they're able to do about oh, this yeah, game. That'll be a huge talking point. It's just, I mean, it was, it was a great moment um, and it yeah. completely... Uh, allowed West Ham to gloss over Pablo Fornells with a miss of the season <laughs> contender at 3-0 down. Oh, no, no, no not contender. Winner, Darren. <laughs> uh, we play any other game. Um, yeah. It was literally from a yard. He headed over the bar. Um, uh, I mean, I, I assume you saw that tweet that went viral uh, where some guy said, um, um, <laughs> we bring on Bale, West Ham bring on Lanzini. I assume you saw that. And uh, got Declan found it. Yeah, Declan <laughs> Rice found it. That was brilliant. I mean, it was absolutely hilarious that Gareth Bale was one-on-one from five yards and missed. Well, that's um, what I was going to say. Do we do we have to apportion some of the blame for this loss? Oh. Because this is a thing, right? And I talk to you guys about this off-air off after the Liverpool-Aston Villa game, in that it's one of these really odd things in team sport, and it doesn't happen in any other workplace. But when people start to panic, that panic spreads across a team like a virus. And you could see when West Ham got one goal back, all of a sudden that panic descended. And, you know, before everybody knew it, the entire Spurs team had caught it. And in no other workplace, like there's no accountants who, you know, Mary in the corner is having a bad day. She's having a bit of a stinker. That doesn't rub off on the other accountant. Yeah, everyone else's Excel spreadsheet skills go to the dogs. Uh, Yeah, it's like it's, it's very exclusive to sport. And it just... It wiped this Spurs team out in 10 minutes. Well, yeah, there's a term for that. It's Spursy. <laughs> so that's, and, and, Bale, and Bale, for all he's done at Real Madrid, you know, he's gone there, he's won leagues, he's mm-hmm. won four Champions Leagues, one game back at Spurs, and he's looked at it and gone, yeah, I'm back here. This is, this is, what we, this is how we play. Well, but that's, yeah. that's exactly what I'm asking. What Jose has been doing, is that all about getting rid of that Spursy attitude? And then he's brought back a Spurs player who was there for the Spursy era yeah. and, and that's not he, he's not lost that when he's gone to Madrid he's come back and he's reinfected the team again that's what I'm asking <laughs> yeah. and, he pro- and that's the thing he probably wouldn't have thought that would have happened he would have gone no. well, Gareth's Garf's a serious professional now he's gone there he's, he's lost that mentality mm. and game one he's brought back and it's it's strange because I actually said on this last week I asked you too do we think Spurs would win a trophy I think it's, they're a seriously good team Aye, like the, their strongest eleven is as good as anyone's in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And for whatever reason, there's just something there. Like that's mm. West Ham yesterday shouldn't have had a sniff. No. Three 0 down. Oh no! After twenty minutes, West Ham should have been done, mm-hmm. gone home. 
And then, unfortunately, you have to watch David Moyes try and jump at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Which, down for your marketing perspective no. of the Premier League, that's not something they're going to watch. That doesn't get shown. That doesn't get shown. That's not going to be like the famous like Mourinho running down Old no. Trafford or like oh, Alex Ferguson's yeah. jump or anything. Yeah. It's not going to be anything oh, yeah. like that. It's going to be, let's quickly forget about this. Let's watch <laughs> Declan Rice fall over in the corner instead. <laughs> no, I yeah. think you're completely right. It's, it is it is completely a mentality thing with Spurs. And we're giving them a hard time. There is something I think we have to touch on. Yeah. Harry Kane was on another level. Well, that's what, that's yeah. exactly yeah. it. Kane and yeah. Son got yeah. their bloody good at football. <laughs> it's really good annoying players. how good at football yeah. they are. Good, good little players. players. Yeah. So there so are. Harry Kane's uh, I mean, on I mean, fire. Yeah, no, he like he was he actually like blocked about four goals as well. Oh, he's like, a, he was as everywhere. well as everything else. He was like, everywhere. Yeah. Which is and that's the unfortunate thing. Harry has to start winning trophies. He's too good a player yeah. not to win them. Mm. Yeah. He's he's he can do one everything. of the top two strikers in the Premier League. Will probably go down as one of the top two ever in the league. But mm-hmm. he just he needs to win something. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's that's on the other ten players because he does it every like he's looking around after yesterday's game going i've done everything i can what <laughs> yes. about the rest of you yeah no absolutely i mean to be fair i almost had my you know like i almost had it ruined for me because i was switching on match today to watch the other games and bbc sport at the beginning of the game decided to advertise their tiktok account and you know i i have a lot of thoughts about about doing that but it's you know you know just just leave it just just leave it lads you know (laughs) just be footballers we we don't we we don't need to bring that in like we really don't i know i know you've got no influence compared to amazon and sky but but you don't need to bring that in like leave it alone china wants your data yeah that's not what the license (laughs) fees for chris <laughs> Absolutely, that's, that's the taxpayers' money. Billy, that's going towards exactly TikTok and Gary Lineker. Ah, TikTok and Gary Lineker. They fund the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, oh, what a shambles! Yeah. So, do we want to move on? Uh, Brighton Palace yeah. was a game that I didn't imagine that we would be covering this week, but Christopher's no. made it quite clear that he's got some thoughts, and I don't know what they are, but I can't imagine they're very good. Um, I guess to sort of set the scene a little bit, Brighton Palace was a one-one draw. Um, Crystal Palace had one shot on one shot for the entire game, and it was from a penalty, and still mm. managed to get a point. But I imagine Chris's issue is gonna be with Brighton, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> No, no. For the first thing to say about this game, Crystal Palace Brighton is the only derby in the entire world <laughs> where they have to re-explain why, in fact, it is a derby every time they play. And why is it? I, yeah, I, don't, don't know. I, didn't, I didn't know it was a derby. <laughs> there, there we go. So, so apparently <laughs> this, is a ra- this is a raging rivalry that goes back to the 70s, Darren. Oh. Now, now, the usual definition of a derby is that two teams are in the same geographical location, such as Liverpool, Everton. Um, London and Brighton, as far as I'm aware, are not the same place. <laughs> and no. not only that, but the derby is actually named after the road which <laughs> separates the yes. two <laughs> geographical entities of London and Brighton. <laughs> but of course, uh, Brighton need to have a rival because they have no other legitimacy. So... Um, so would the there, other issue sorry, I had Andrew, is, would, would their rival yeah. not be Southampton? 
Uh, no, that's Portsmouth. It's Portsmouth more, uh, there for, uh, uh, That's ah. Hampshire. Yeah, yeah Bournemouth. No They're down there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so then we get the Jonathan Pierce on, <laughs> on match of the day. Um. So this game is an absolute archetype of the uncritical acclaim that Brighton and Hove Albion get as a football club, despite the fact they are not successful in any way. So Jonathan Pierce in. The lineup. Do you know Jairo Riedewald, the Crystal Palace player? I know him well. He was from D- Dutch guy. Ajax. Yeah. Yeah. So big hair. For, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Big hair. Um, a pretty average player, to be honest. But for absolutely no reason, Jonathan Pierce, when he's named in the team sheet, said, "This is only his twelfth start in four miserable seasons." <laughs> <laughs> Says that live on match of the day. Um, and then during the game, um. I, I'm just going to read some quotes of what people thought about Brighton. Um, <laughs> Brighton were brilliant. Brighton were really good. Ben White was fantastic. And Lewis Dunk's two-foot air scissor tackle at the end, oh, Gary Cahill. Awful. Uh, Jonathan Pierce said, there was no malice in that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, did hear no, that. No, no, no. Do, I don't know if you saw, um, there was a slight brawl, because you know, this is a derby that's completely manufactured. Um, this is a derby, and Turek Mitchell and Tari Glampty had a bit of a scrap, which was that. hilarious. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. Watching Glampty scrap the anyone is just brilliant. Aye, it was the uh, yeah, least yeah. threatening scrap ever. Neither yeah, of the so, two of them could have done anything. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, Glampty's to. pretty small, yeah. But pretentious Pierce says that <laughs> Turek Mitchell needs to avoid things like that as his career goes on. Now, I'm sorry. Tarek Mitchell has achieved more in 20 years of life than Jonathan Pierce has in 20 years of Robot Wars. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know anything about developing footballers. Um, and he absolves Brighton of all responsibility in the build-up and in the files and everything. <laughs> so, and just one last thing. So Brighton and Hove Albion are 16th in the Premier League after five games. They have got four points, but apparently they have been brilliant all season. In defence of the good people of Brighton, who yes. I want to make it very clear, Bailey and I have no issue with. I quite like oh, watching oh, your team. Here, I don't Listen, have an issue with the people of Brighton either. Good kit. Good kit. I like well, the not, stadium. Well, not, good not, style not, of play. Because in all seriousness, I mean, they, they drew 1-1 with Palace and yeah, their points haven't reflected it. Brighton dominated this game yeah. all over Palace. Wasn't even close. So, in fairness, they're playing really good football. They just struggle because they don't have like a prolific goal scorer who's going to consistently score goals for them that helps them out. Um, right, that guy Welbs now. They've got that guy Welbs. They are a couple of players away from actually being a really solid Premier League team. No, and I love what I love watching Tariq Lamptey. Like, I absolutely he's, love watching he's that really, guy. He's really, really good. Up and down, it, and it's. A little player go, could go little up and down. He, he's rapid. He he doesn't back out of anything. And then you watch him at set paces, and it's the funniest thing on the planet because it's just like stick your big mat, like stick <laughs> anyone on the guy. Like I remember first game of the season, Chelsea Brighton. It was like balls are being pumped up to Mason Mount. I don't think Mason Mount's ever had a ball pumped up to him in his life. But it's like, well, he's standing beside Lamptey. Of course he's going to win it. And then the side Lamptey, you've Dan Byrne, all six seven of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a big lad. So you big, do. big player. Yeah. Webster's a big lad as well. And then Chris's favourite, Ben White. Yeah. Well, I've, I've no issue with Ben White. Like, I mean, I'm sure he did play well. It was just, you know, 
it's just the complete uncritical acclaim of, of, of the entire club. Meanwhile, I think Palace had one shot on target the entire game. One shot? One sh- yeah, penalty? which was a penalty. penalty. So, that's all right. Crystal this Palace is, have been in no, the Premier League since right, 20... Chris. Crystal Palace have been in the Premier League since 2013. Well, this is my right. this is my question in the Arsenal Man City game. They brought up a table um, since Arsenal's last away victory against a big six team. Again, marketing concept, big six. They showed like a league table of how every team in the Premier League has performed away from home at top six sides. And Manchester City had the best record, Liverpool had the second best, and Crystal Palace had the third. Which then begs the question, and especially when you go and you watch Palace just defend for their lives against Brighton, do you think Palace just like being under the cosh? Like, do you think they enjoy that more? There's just something about it. Yeah, I I suppose, especially you look at the players they have, like at the back you've likes of Gary Cahill, Scott mm-hmm. Dan, and then up front you've Zaha, who can't be bothered defending, Jordan Ayew, who's useless. You know, oh, and, and then yeah. midfield they've sorry. types of players. Hi, hi, sorry, hang on. Jordan Ayew is not useless. He's absolutely useless, Christopher. Oh. But And then in midfield you've <laughs> MacArthur, you've another Mick in there, you've uh, Milivojevic. Like, yeah. that, that's just a team that is just designed to kick lumps out of people mm-hmm. and then pump it up to Wilfred. Yeah, exactly. And that, it's perfect for playing away. So yeah, it's, it's weird whenever a team actively doesn't like playing at home. Yeah, they are. They're disciplined. But uh, yeah, I think that's the that's the point. I think if you were to put those those players up against, you know, no disrespect intended, but like League Two opposition in cup competitions, they probably wouldn't enjoy playing with the ball and playing possession. They just want to have 10 men around the box, be defending for their lives, throwing their bodies at everything. Because that's just the way they enjoy playing football. Well, there was there was a point yesterday actually in the game where I think Gary Cahill fell on his back and to stop someone having a shot was oh, yeah. able yeah. to like scurry across mm. the ground while on Sorry. his back to get his head in the way. And I was like, Gary has learnt that at Palace because that's just what you do at this club. Four four two, no nonsense, block everything. Yeah, it's that old. You know, you go into the trenches with them. Yeah, <laughs> so it is. I, I like them. They're, they're they're honest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Again, triggered by Brighton. I know. This is every, every week, it's not healthy, Christopher. <laughs> but it's, it's not the, healthy. You know, everything. This game's toxic. Everything I say was just especially the Lewis Dunk one. I mean, give me a break. Well, okay, Jonathan Pierce probably misspoke. There, it wasn't that there was no malice in it. There was probably no intent in it. Is the point that he probably meant oh, to say? <laughs> Again, that's not Brighton's <laughs> fault. Jonathan Pierce no, is not but, on but their then in that brawl, in that brawl, he absolved Brighton of all responsibility. It was just Tarek Mitchell. <laughs> you know, that's the issue. Well, I love. We like two we weeks like away. Yeah. Two weeks away for international football. Yeah, and Chris is still thinking about Brighton. Love it. Yeah, sixteenth. <laughs> yeah, listen, we should probably touch on on the two Manchester clubs because in a weekend where the majority of teams did draw games, uh, both Manchester City and Manchester United managed to win their games. Now you know we couldn't see too much of the United game because of something yep. that we'll probably go on to talk yep. about. Um, but do you have anything you guys want to talk about from the the Manchester clubs? Um. Phil McNulty on BBC Sport. It's not about you. <laughs> right? It's not about you. So stop telling Harry Maguire what to do because you have no stock. Um, I personally loved in the Man United game that Juan Mata had such a key role. Yeah, um, I honestly did not know he was still like on that team. <laughs> I no, he, just, he just hangs about doing a bit of charity work. I and then every now not. and then they need I know, him. Like, you can rely on the guy. You can rely on him. Um, 
I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what Donny Van der Beek must be thinking. He like, must stink. That <laughs> he must stink at football. Like Fred and Dan James starting ahead of Donny Van der Beek is is. I mean, if it wasn't hilarious, it's just you know sad. <laughs> Did his agent not turn around and say something like he would like United to fall out of the top six or something because he's not <laughs> like it's he's one of these awful agents who gets like too involved. Mm. You know, likes of Jorge Mendes, not fella Pogba has. It's like, would you just be quiet? Thinks it's like a <laughs> thinks it's an individual game masquerading as a team game. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. It's all this nonsense. But uh, United was another one. I turned as soon as I seen United had a penalty, I turned it off. Well, yeah. not well, I didn't turn it off. Sorry, I missed because, it. Like, didn't I, I, it wasn't turned on in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't turned well, on. It just whenever I whenever I heard, yes, a, they had a penalty. I was like, right, we'll, 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 we'll turn this. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll mute this yeah. because this game's now over, and now the penalty was then saved. It was a which good then save. led, yeah, and it was. Good I thought it was doing well. It led yeah. to an awful, and weird reaction from Bruno Fernandez, where he was like, "Congratulations to the keeper for being the first to save one of my penalties." It's like, get what, did, what did he say yourself. on Twitter? Did he say on Twitter? Know, turned, no, it was like an interview after. Yeah, he, he's, he's getting on as though this is a trophy for Carl. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, a real, it's a real beta move. It's, it's, it's very similar to I think the way I handled Liverpool Villa the, on the last <laughs> podcast, where I just pretend that it didn't bother me. Like yeah. that'll have eaten away at Fernandez inside that it's, penalty. Especially save. because he didn't do his skip. Mm-hmm. He thought this is one of these times I'll catch him out, and not do it, yeah. and get him, and then he's no. So it's it's that classic thing where it's just like you are dying inside, but you go up all well done, keeper. Yeah, we're all yeah. good. We're all good. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm a real professional. No, he's <laughs> furious inside. Hundred <laughs> percent. And then yeah, they do eventually go on the win. Marcus Rashford does a bit of stat padding at the end. Mm. Marcus Unrated. Rashford MBE, Billy. MB, yeah, Paul, he, d- he does great work off the pitch. Well deserved. Yeah. A lot of stat padding yeah. on it. <laughs> you know, I've never seen. Man United as a club, I'd love to see their stats this season for goals oh. scored outside of the 90 minutes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was 1 1 at 86 minutes or something. Yeah. That's, that's why I thought that's whenever the penalty came. And I was like, well, it's going to finish 2 1, understandably. And then oh, see so later, boring. this has now ended 4 1 with three goals in 90 minutes. Yeah, lack of professionalism for Newcastle. I suppose it's probably fair as well. Um, Harry Maguire's had a bit of a tough time of late. Um, and again, uh, my my brain brilliant? my brain immediately goes to how can the Premier League market this? That is an England international who had a stinker <laughs> on international duty, and has come back and scored a goal in a game that his team has won. That must be like a marketing team's dream. That whole comeback story. He's back. It's our oh, Harry yeah. again. It's com- completely the do with Jimmy Redknapp. You know, mm. Jimmy Redknapp has decided. This guy's an England international. Let's let's put an arm around them. Let's stop our Sky Sports agendas mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's many players this has happened to over the years. But now that the England captain's getting a bit of stick, let's put an arm around them. It's all right. You know, stuff can be going at home. But because because of that, he, we now have to change agendas. We're not allowed to speak badly of him. Only well, when he's in an England kit, though. Only when he's well, well, in an England well, well, of course, of course, Darren, of course. Um, you know, like, this yeah. this will never happen yes. to, like, a David Louise. David Louise will always have that same brush of, oh, this yeah. guy's erratic Awful and stuff. guy. You know, yeah, yeah. J- Jimmy Redden will never turn around and go, I wonder what's going on at home with David Louise. Yes. Because that's up to the Spanish Jimmy Redknapp to sort of... Absolutely. <laughs> abs- abs- well, yes, yes. But when yeah, he of, course he, uh, of course he got his goal from a corner with that big slab of a head he has. Good header. 
good at him. You're not stopping Fair play to him. Manchester City. Yeah, segueing on to that related to David Louise, have to say, hands down, best moment of that game. I hope you saw it. Um, Gabriel, our friend, uh, the new Arsenal defender, Mag- Magalhez, whatever you call him. Yes. Um, did you see when he eyed up for about 20 mm-hmm. yards and absolutely mm-hmm. clotheslined Bernardo Silva? Yes. <laughs> now, that was definitely for all those tweets. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, oh, I want to get on to those tweets actually today, Chris. <laughs> Why, is because, there more? No, it's the whole... How Pep Guardiola defends his players. Fuck, yeah, so, yeah, let, yeah, let's get it. Let, yeah, let's get so it. So we'll have Aguero. seen yeah, yeah. the thing at the weekend oh. of Aguero putting his hand oh, on days. the female lino. Worst thing mm. I've ever seen. And watching it, I, I'm going. He has to be booked. Even Worst, it doesn't oh. matter what official that is. You don't see any player do that ever. And if they do, they don't get away with it. And then obviously Guardiola's gets asked about it after the game and he turns around and goes, Sergio's not that type of guy. And it's like, well, Pep, you once said Bernardo Silva's not that type of guy. <laughs> Whenever the guy mm. tweeted out a couple of risky pictures onto his Twitter, you know? So I thought, uh, I mean, like Pep, uh, I mean, Pep's just, actually just, quite say, just say he was in the wrong. You know, Pep, like, Pep's quite politically active. He loves all the Catalan stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's feminism and all that kind of thing bound into that. Yeah, I, mean, I just to, to I not just, even mention it. You know, like, I think it's, it's just like, putting your hand on the line. Oh, it's like just say you shouldn't oh, was, have done it. it. Awful. You know, especially in these COVID times. The, well, exactly. Done, just please. as little physical contact as possible, please. Yeah, it's I, just I, yeah. I mean, fair, 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 fair play to her for you know not rising to it. Yeah, amazed he got away with it. Mm. And Gordial, I I was thinking this during the game because it was Gordial against Arteta. You know, these two are now oh, famed famed overthinkers of the game of football and they have they've they've had two weeks imagine being the wife and kids kids two weeks exactly imagine being the wife and kids of these two fellas as they're going right i'm going up against you know arteta spent years alongside pep at this stage these two will have overthought that game Mm. so much Mm. and i think the biggest point of pride pep will have had is that Sky Sports at no point got his lineup correct on the screen whenever the teams were coming up. I think at one point I seen Bernardo Silva pick the ball up between the two centre backs. Yeah. And you're like, how how many nights last week did he tell his wife about this while she's watching like Real Housewives or something? <laughs> she's just like, Would you shut up? But it's funny, that's actually what I love about the two of them is that oh, yeah. they are overthinkers of the game and it, and it clearly is having a toxic impact on their personal lives away from the game as it does with all of us. They are men of the people. <laughs> so they are. That's what I like about them. No, I just... I could, and then it was the Arteta playing William as a centre forward. Now, Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we get a lot of stuff. The most active fan base who talk to us are Arsenal fans saying we don't speak, it, speak I, yeah. enough What's about the club. Plans, yeah. Well, Arsenal fans... I tried to warn you about William. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it, the guy has one move. <laughs> so he does. He, he'll slow the play down on the right wing, square up with the defender, and take him, take him down the line. And he does that every time. And now Arsenal fans have three years to watch this fella do that. <laughs> and bizarrely, Arteta thought, yeah, this is a guy who slows up play quite a bit, can't really hold up the ball. I'm going to play him through the middle. While I have Obama Yang out in one wing, it's like football at times is an, is an easy game. Play players in their correct positions and 
they'll do a lot better than in a position they've never played before. Especially a 33-year-old who downs <laughs> tills every now and then whenever uh, he doesn't uh, get picked. Uh, I did warn his um, Arsenal fans. Something that I find just... and It happens from time to time during the course of the season and it does wind me up a little bit. Um, why were Arsenal away from home against Manchester City? Why were both teams wearing blue? <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal's home kit is red. For all the fans, it, that is the contrast. If one play. team were in blue and the other team, why are both teams allowed to play in different shades of blue? I yeah. think there's something to do with the white on the Arsenal kit. It's marketing. It's selling kits. Of course, it is. That's all. It's selling it's kits. Better. Well, to be fair, Ar- Arsenal, I've said this have over the three kits have the best range of kits this season. Yeah, there's our good relative. We have For said any. there's a lot of stinkers this year. Yeah, there's but I just, a lot of awful you know, ones. Let's pick the kits that contrast best. Please, please and thank you. Um, I, I suppose you know the last game um, to talk about. It was it was a goal fest in in Chelsea Southampton as well. Oh, I've seen this one before. Mm. Um, yeah, can I just make a quick comment about that game? Please um, do. Abs- absolutely hilarious that Timo Werner's handball wasn't picked up by VAR. Absolutely well, hilarious. That do you know that the, un- the only thing wrong with the fact that it didn't pick up the handball is that that goal is it's an under the floodlights goal. It's one of those goals that's worth yeah. a bit more. And I, <laughs> whenever I saw yeah. that, I thought, brilliant. That's one that we can talk about. What a great finish, great composure. That's what yeah. this podcast's about. And then I've seen it hit his arm and now I've gone, well, now it counts for less. And I'm disappointed about that. No, I was uh, watching Werner and... He's electric. He's electric, but the issue is I've seen that goal before. Mm. That's, a, that's a Jamie Vardy goal. <laughs> so it is if you if you watch that goal back that Jorginho pass to him it's mm. a Danny Drinkwater pass in the 15-16 season yeah. just an aimless one over the top and it's like well the, the wee fella up front's rapid he'll get to it <laughs> so and it, it's fantastic finish but he, he's the German Vardy great you know, to see Theo Chris, Walcott enjoying his football great to see that yeah, nice Walcott guy. actually had a, a pretty decent game yeah he did yeah, yeah, Walcott had, no I, I didn't I didn't see it live Mm. Yeah, of course. So I didn't. I, I was oh, not oh, well, watching. Mm. Yeah, I, sorry. I was not I watching. That, yeah. You know, in case the Premier League's listening in, I definitely did not watch this. Mm. Good, and I think that segues very nicely into uh, in the mud this week. In the mud, yeah. It's been quite funny with in the mud over international break because a lot of things have come and gone. A lot of things early on in international break where you're going, that's in the mud, and by the time international break finishes. It's no longer in the mud. It's, it's been rectified. Yeah. Likes of Arsenal and Gunnar Soros. Cool. I, I, Indeed. I, I looked at that going, they've sacked a dinosaur Tough to in take. the mud. Yeah. And then all of a couple of days, a <laughs> couple of days later, Mesut Ozil now employs the fella. Mm. <laughs> and then we, we, we had the story of Project Big Picture. And I'm going, well, we'll talk about this for a half an hour, which I really didn't want mm. because I had one look at the news articles and those went on. There's quite a lot to take in. I was like, I do not Dense. have the time. I, it was quite a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a lot, you know, a, lot of a, a complete restructuring of four tiers of English football. I'm going, I do not want to read all of this and have to find a way to make this funny. And then, <laughs> what was going to happen to the two teams that were getting cut out entirely? It doesn't matter now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it going to have to be like, you know, when schools amalgamate because there's not enough funding? <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea and Fulham just joined together. 
kind of dear. kind of situation, you know. Yeah. Oh, the, the cool kids come in, very, yeah. very good, very and start good. fighting. But yeah, there's only only one place to go for in the mud this week, and that is fifteen pounds per game pay per view television for the Premier League. Yuck! Which we are so no. against Yuck. now. Billy, how did this decision come? Now, was this, was this the Premier League decided this, or was this the. Well, this is the bizarre thing. This was no a vote. One's take, no one's taken ownership of this. This proposal was brought forward by the Premier League and went to a vote. And right. 19 of the 20 Premier League teams voted in favour of it. Oh, well, of course they did. Yeah. Well, only Leicester didn't. Only Leicester didn't, and their reward was to lose 1 0 on a pay per view match. <laughs> yeah. But it's just. It's the whole. No one wants to take ownership of it, and football for me isn't a pay per view sport. Of the, only, the, the only things that should be on pay per view are boxing, professional wrestling, Royal UFC, Rumble. and if you're a certain. I seen that story this week, and I was like, "That is so funny." <laughs> I'd be surprised if that makes the edit. <laughs> Thank God, all, all but, allegations were denied there. But, but yeah. those sports, there's a certain build-up to them for pay-per-view, and I think if yeah, the Premier yeah. League want to charge fifteen pounds per game, I want to see a certain build-up. I want to see, yeah, the Saturday night game pay-per-view, for example, Solskjaer and Steve Bruce. I want to see them two weigh in. Absolutely. I want a press conference with the two of them slabbering about each other. Tidal I want, belts. Yeah, I, exactly. I want Steve Bruce sitting there going, you'll do nothing. You know, that kind of go full, <laughs> go full Conor McGregor with it. Yeah. Or alternatively, go like the full Vince McMahon direction where one of them power bombs the other through a table. You know, the you've, got, you've got the cells backstage, uh, backstage hitting Pogba with a chair. <laughs> you know, this is the type of thing. Yeah, this is the type of entertainment sales for 15 pounds ago absolutely 90 minutes like tonight for burnley west brom <laughs> yeah like come on that's not <laughs> was, was the burnley west pounds. brom on pay-per-view yeah 15 no, pounds for that anyone who paid that is a mug <laughs> so yeah, are you, sorry, are you they're, telling they're, me are you telling me that literally the worst fixture in the <laughs> league can't get any worse was on pay-per-view to be fair to it, though, that was the only game that was on the pay-per-view slate this weekend where I was like, one of these two teams, like, there's players on either team here that would hit the other with a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and it's the whole thing. We can laugh and joke about it, but yeah. whenever you look at... I was looking into American sports this weekend. The NBA League Pass, so every single game on their streaming service, £30 a month for every game. Premier League this weekend, if you wanted to watch those every game, you're having to get your Sky Sky subscription, your BT one, and then you're paying £60 for the other four games. Uh, absolute joke. Yeah. It's, absolute it's an joke. Al- absolutely disgraceful. And so it, was, it, it, was, it was great to see Newcastle. Did you see the Newcastle thing where they all donated to the, the food bank yeah. instead of paying for it? And I think that, that should be the idea going forward. If you, yeah. I think clubs... Shouldn't encourage. This is the thing. People shouldn't buy it because it encourages clubs. Oh, then they they can turn around in future rights meetings. Go well. They, they were paying fifteen pounds a go last time. The Egypts for West Brom mm-hmm. Burnley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think as fans, everyone should kind of come up with other schemes. Likes of that. Donate the food banks. Go watch non-league clubs. Do not pay that fifteen pounds. 
there was a couple of things that I thought about when I first saw this this story come out, and I'm actually interested to see what your guys' take on this is. There was my immediate reaction, which was instinctive and it was cynical, and it was me thinking, this is just drug dealer stuff from the Premier League. This is, for a number of months now, they've given us a large number of games for not free because you have to pay your subscriptions, but essentially they've given us lots of games to watch for free. Yep. And what they've done is they've got people addicted to them. They've got people used to watching them. And then right as circuit breaker lockdowns start to hit, where you've got nothing to do other than watch football, they then yeah. say, okay, get the wallets out, team. So the instinctive part of me said, this is just capitalism at its best. But then I thought, I started to think about it a little bit more. And I kind of came up with this idea. Do you think this could be, you know, a bit of a mental health campaign from the Premier League? You know, back to that whole thing of people are watching too much football. It's having a negative impact on society. These people, their loved ones, the lives are being negatively affected by all the football on TV. And a bit like a few years ago when the government raised the price of cigarettes because people were smoking too much. Is this a plan from the Premier League to actually get people to watch less football and therefore have better lives? So you're telling me this is a scheme just to stop me sitting on the sofa from 12 o'clock midday mm-hmm. to half nine at night on a Saturday, yeah. having watched five games? Exactly, because that's the thing, that this pay-per-view thing that the Premier League are doing, it will have the worst effect on those sort of football pervs who have to watch every ball that's kicked in every game every weekend at the expense of literally everything in their life. Those people who are, you know, lucky enough to have lives outside of football, people with life partners, people with hobbies, people who Ugh. people who wake up in the morning and just have a positive outlook on the world. These people won't be affected by the pay-per-view deal. If anything, <laughs> their people... lives their lives will just get better. Yeah, yeah th- that, that that's one thing people don't talk about. Do you, have you noticed that that ev- there's no game clashes? Every game is at a different time, so yeah. you could theoretically that never happened before this season. Mm-hmm. Like, every game is you could watch because it's null and clash. It's yeah. because they did away with the three o'clock rule, um, yeah, yeah. because nobody can go to the games. Yeah, and it's been fantastic. Mm. The amount of rubbish games of football I've watched. You know, well, who, it, who it, are these people you're on about, it's... Darren? Who aren't watching these? Uh, like people, I'm, people I'm envious of. Yeah, that uh, must be an empty you know, life, not, not sitting no, watching think nine positive. hours of toxic. But think, think, of the, <laughs> think of the positive stuff they could put into the world. Think the good they could do if football wasn't there. That's why I'm thinking, is this a mental health campaign? <sighs> well, I have to say, Billy, though, it is good that they've stopped the three o'clock thing at the same time that Sky Sports, like Soccer Saturdays, but demising, you know. Like, yes, yeah. yeah. Pe- I, I, yeah I also, people think. aren't watching Sherwood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he still doing it? Yeah, sure. Sure, it's oh, been g- kept on. Give me a break. But yeah, no, and no. as I said earlier, l- luckily we can now all get on quick flights to America and watch the NBC of course. coverage. Mm. Of course, so we can legally. Legally, Le- yeah. So, uh, so there you go. In the mud this week, Billy is fifteen pounds a game pay per view. Don't pay it, guys. I- don't pay and it. No, don't pay Actually, it. Actually, listen, you know, who are we to tell people what to do? No, no, no Do no, not no. pay it. Do <laughs> no, 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 don't pay it. <laughs> right, listen, boys, I think that, that brings us to, to a good end point. Um, uh, like we said at the start, listen, it's good to be back with you. And um, and like we say every week, thanks very much. We had a few messages from people last week who were devastated that there was no podcast, and, and that made us feel very good. So um, thanks very much for that. Uh, any last words from you guys? Do not pay the £15. I don't pay it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>